Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a new year of Public Access America. Happy New Year. Uh, happy 2022. What are you going to do with it? My name is Jason. We're waiting on Jeffrey. Um, as usual, I like to click in a little early, check my audio, see what's going on, maybe pimp the Twitter page at Public Access Pod. Go check us out, follow us, subscribe, and see some great and informative tweets. You can find us on Instagram, too. We have an archive of just really cool clips from about five years, all the way Lexi, the Tooth Fairy, to Aaron from uh, Election Sciences, and Dan, and all just great clips, you know what I mean? So I was just scrolling through them earlier. You can always find our live stream on YouTube at Public Access America, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central Time. And of course, you can find our podcast anywhere you find your favorite podcast. For our disabled listeners, can I suggest Victor Reader, Audible, Amazon Music, or even use your Google device to ask it to play the latest episode of Public Access America. All right, we are going to be right back with Jeffrey when he gets here. Thank you for listening and check out our other great shows like Unsubscribe, Inspirations Beyond Disabilities. Hey, the Peace and Purpose podcast has kicked off its latest season. And uh, don't forget about Adam has a beard, another great show and the Cooking Without Looking show with Renee. I love the group of people we have and we are looking to add more voices and perspectives to the dialogue this year. We have people reaching out on Twitter about food insecurity, about evolving education. We have our pandemic experts. We have our analytic experts. We have our media experts. And that is just the beginning of 2022 for public. Oh, I almost missed that. 2022. Yes, that's the beginning of 2022 for us. So we will be right back with more from Public Access America right after this theme song. It is time now for something positive. Might be headed to the promised land the of promised speaking land, the truth the and finding our external liberty once we internally liberate ourselves. Problem can only be solved when there is a kind of coalition of conscience. Of conscience. Because conscience. that is how it works. This is the beginning. It is not the finale, and that's why we're here, and that's why we rally, 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 rally. We've got to be that creative minority. Creative minority. Creative minority. A way to get in the way. I got in trouble. It was good trouble. It was necessary trouble. Frankly, I know we've got to do something. Hi, Jeffrey. You know, for like two weeks, I sit there and try and come up with the first thing I'm going to say. And like I said, you chime in and then I lose everything and my heart starts beating faster and I get excited. Thanks for being here. Welcome to 2022. Yeah, we're we're here, and you know, 2022 is also spelled like 2020. <laughs> two. 2020 was, redundancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2020 part part two three <laughs> variant. 2020 alpha or beta. <laughs> the next the next 2020 variant. I mean, somebody had said they 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 discovered a new variant that is a combination of delta and um omicron and i had to respond you know um everything you see is a combination of variants they're all from the same family you know what i mean right. like, you're not going to find a coronavirus that isn't like 
in the family not, of every other one, you know. Right. You're not gonna find it. You're not gonna find a COVID variant that doesn't incorporate something from every single one. Right. Um, you know, I'm I'm sure that you know there's 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 different lineages out there. So uh-huh. they all have you know bits of the original. They have bits of their parental strains. So it's entirely possible that you know the parental strain for Omicron is Delta. Now, how in the hell it mutated the way that it did? That's going to be a great question for researchers. Yeah, that's something for history. You know, that's something for smarter people than I, that's for sure. That's that's something for people that have a lot more tools and and, uh, time and funding than us. Mm -hmm. It's funny how people knock science, science and then all of a sudden a revelation in science comes around and everybody's like, wow, that was so obvious. How did we not know that, you know? Well, you know, there's a couple of, there's a couple of pieces there. Like there's the, oh my God, how did we not know that? And then there was mm-hmm. the, then there's also my personal favorite. It's the, oh my God, we really paid somebody to confirm this. Yeah. Right. You know, but at the same time too, like there's, there's scientific validity in confirming things, you know, um, I forget there was one that I was, I was reading here not mm-hmm. that long ago and I'm like, wow, somebody actually paid money to have this studied. <laughs> And oh, come the, up with the answer that all of us kind of sat there and go, yeah, that makes sense. Did somebody analyze the um, Arizona election recount, recount, recount? <laughs> well, it, cer- it certainly won't be Cyber Ninjas since they've decided to go under. Right. Congratulations to Cyber Ninjas. That is amazing. They're out of your home state, aren't they? Everything out of everything bad is out of my home state. Yeah, I mean, but in all fairness, though, Arizona is like the replacement Florida, man. Mm -hmm. And Wisconsin's not far behind at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I just keep telling myself, if these are the the people that you want to cling to, go ahead. Like, the more I think about it, Donald Trump is a loser that loses and a liar that lies. And eventually a loser that lies is going to get caught as a lying loser. And so go ahead and attach yourself to him because he's just a sinking ship. If you all want to go down together, I will wave goodbye. You know, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, you know, we keep, they keep trying to revisit this stuff and rehash mm-hmm. this stuff. And it's like, look, you know, I don't know what to tell people. It's, it's not like, it's not like uh, Maricopa County came up with the election system. That's that's kind of that's kind of not their deal. Right. You know, all of these all of these states where all of this you know bogus recount bullshit is happening. It's you know these the state legislatures came up with and approved all of this stuff, and then they got pissed when their party lost. <laughs> right. It's it's kind of like that you know schoolyard bully who makes the rules to the game thinking he's going to win it, mm-hmm. and then uh, ends up you know, losing the game and then cries about how you had to be cheating. And it's like, motherfucker, I didn't know the rules any better than you did. Apparently. If you have a shitty shitty quarterback that does a shitty job and you lose a shitty game, guess what? It wasn't the game. It was the shitty quarterback, you know, you know, you know, and, and so, uh, I want to say it was, yeah, it was my buddy, Adrian Fontes, the former Mm -hmm. Maricopa County recorder put out a statement where the looked like the party down there was, trying you know um the the republican party down there was trying to do something like they wanted to have permanent scans uh saved of all of the ballots and my buddy fontes was like yeah that's kind of what i was hoping that i would be allowed to do so you know sometimes you just end up watching these dumb motherfuckers do the math wrong but somehow get to the right answer sure 
Yeah. And that's and that's one of those things. Like when it comes to secure elections, it's something you and I have talked about. Is is that there should be, you know, you should take your ballot in or have it mailed in, however you're going to do this, mm -hmm. but then you get a printed copy back for your records. And then there's, you know, you've got that saved. And, and then if there happens to be any type of a recount situation, when somebody calls to verify your information, you've got that you've got that receipt that of how you voted, and you can go, okay. yep, that's my vote. That's right. Or they can go into their system and see that it was verified. You know what I mean? They right, don't even exactly. need to call me. That's my problem is Republicans in Washington state walking door to door to validate people's votes. That's an incredible well, invasion of privacy to me, you know? <laughs> well, and that's, and that's the thing is it's not even the Republican party. It's a bunch of people who think they are somehow, you know, going to find the voter fraud that never existed in the first right. place. And it's like, it's like, and that's one of my other favorite things is that somehow they, you know, the Republican Party in Washington State is thinking that, you know, there's some magical way that they did get beaten two to one in this state. And I'm like, have you been to fucking Seattle? Do yeah. you know, do you know what it's like up there? I mean, don't, you know, you can have the conversation of, you know, is it, I mean, it, it's, it's a great conversation to have, you know, when you talk about popularity vote versus electoral vote. Mm -hmm. Is the fact that if all of Seattle decided to vote for a Democratic uh, governor, there's nothing the rest of the state could do because one city right. would absolutely control the entire process. That's New there's York no State, right? Exactly. That's the same thing in a lot of places. So exactly, and and that's the thing is is that you know some of these you know these red states don't have to worry about that because the big cities vote red most of the time. You know, it's just that Maricopa County was it was a rare time where it voted blue and not by much. Right. And arguably, you know what we've talked about, it's not that they, it's, I don't think it's that Arizona became a blue state. I think they just don't like fucking Trump. Right. And that we're if not, you have not recounting Senate Senator votes, we're not recounting, you know, exactly. state legislator votes or attorney general votes. It's just his, they didn't, it wasn't down ballot blue. It was just, right. they didn't like Trump. Right. You know, and that's the thing is, is that, okay, that's, you know, that's what you're going to have. That's what you're going to be up against is, is that, you know, yeah, once, you know, one Senator from Arizona is always going to be blue and the other one's either going to be red or blue. And it just really depends. And, mm -hmm. and that's been, that's been the issue for a lot of States is that they'd been purple for a long time. And then they mm -hmm. went red because of Trump, but then suddenly they went back to being purple and it wasn't right. because they, I don't, wouldn't say it's, it wasn't because they actually went purple. I would say it's that they went purple because they don't like Trump. And right. if you were to put any fucking halfway decent, candidate in the GOP party that wasn't a crazy whacked out conspiracy theorist right as as the as the fucking head that you know put twitter down and didn't deal with that shit mm -hmm. i guarantee you that the republican party would win especially in the state things are now Agreed. I think still a majority of the Republican Party is the silent center. And I think the radicals like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert are the outliers that we should be <laughs> like pushing back on. Like it's okay to have a fringe, but you can't have a, a center fringe. You know what I mean? Right. The fringe has to be on the outside. You can't have a a legitimate conversation about anything when the front fringe is in the middle, just shouting their racist fucking tropes. You know what I mean? Right. And it's hilarious, you know, hearing Marjorie Taylor Greene get called out for saying some crazy racist bullshit from yeah. other Republicans. And it's like, okay, it's about damn time. Fucking, fucking clean up your party. And it's like, I've yes. said, I guarantee you that if you had a fucking ticket, like 
Romney and Liz Cheney oh running, God, yeah. not only would the GOP win the vote, I guarantee you there would be a bunch of people on the Democrat side go red because the yeah. Democratic Party is in a fucking sorry state. Yeah. I mean, when you look at what has changed since 2020, since, since Biden took office in 2021, in just one year, mm-hmm. there's a less than 1% difference than anything. And what they've pretty much done is just renamed Trump policies and, and have just kind of kept going with their own and they're not really addressing them. I mean, you think about it, we went from kids in cages to children in overflow facilities. It's the same fucking thing. Well, the tariffs haven't been, there's no been a, no announcement that the tariffs have been um, redrawn or, you know, there's oh. no, there, none of these things Still. have changed. They're just saying, oh, we haven't gotten around to them yet because we're Still. focused on build back better. And nothing else, you know. And 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 we're seeing how that's going because mm-hmm. literally we're doing nothing else, right? I, I mean, you know, th- the issue with Russia's uh, government is still the same. The issue with China is still the same. Yeah. Uh, you Belarus. know, yeah, it's not. Uh, we got people that are, you know, we've got the Remain in Mexico policy that's still mm-hmm. the same. Yeah. I mean, functionally speaking, there has been next to zero change other than, you know, the push for vaccines and the attempt at Build Back Better. The only thing that actually has gotten done, really actually gotten done, is the infrastructure bill. And even that mm-hmm. was like a half-assed version of what they claimed they were going to do. That was a list of pet projects they hoped to shove into Build Back Better. And then when they had to crack tank build back better, they just pulled them out and passed them. You know, yep. that was, that was somebody wanting a bridge or Nancy Pelosi wanting a park or anybody Republicans included that wanted a highway. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, and you know, they keep saying that if we don't pass build back better, all of these people are going to be negatively affected. And I keep saying, then why not pass the bill individually? Why Let's not go through it? Why not do this paid family leave? alone if it matters that much why does it have to go in an omnibus bill that people can easily just discount you know what i mean right well and that's and that's one of those things where they don't want to do the work well it's it's uh, I, i think the best way that i can explain it is uh my kid arguing with me about the chore i gave them the other day uh i asked them to clean out the cat box and didn't want to do it like okay well uh and and it was a negotiation it was you know begging (laughs) pleading trying to figure out you know if there was any other way that i wouldn't have to do this right now Mm -hmm. and and on and at its worst because of the stuff that i've put in place it's a five minute task and i don't even think it's that but they spent 20 minutes trying to avoid doing the five minutes of work. And that's really what this is boiled down to is, is that there's a bunch of things in build back better that, you know, Republicans want. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But there's a bunch of things that they don't. And rather than sit down and go, you know what, we will deal with the things that we're going to have to really negotiate on. Let's get the things that are actually going to pass passed mm-hmm. because you know, that's, unfortunately, this is one of those things. This is, this is where the whole political theater comes in and, and where the both parties do it is they lump all of this shit together and then they won't do anything. And they sit there and they whine and they cry saying, oh, the Democrats, all oh, the Republicans. Yep. And it's like, okay, so where, where is your agreement on? Well, we agree on all of these things. Okay. Pull those out and fucking pass them. Mm-hmm. Joe Manchin's plan with uh, problem with Build Back Better is not the size and scope. It's the it's the time frame. Like mm-hmm. he wants more 
things funded more long-term than a bunch of short-term things that have to be renewed if Biden wins, but they won't be renewed if he loses. And that's Manchin's whole plan. He wants sustainability in the money that he's spending. And I get that, but he doesn't, he doesn't um, say it very eloquently. He doesn't say it in a way people understand. And it leaves me even irritated. You know? Oh, absolutely. And, and, and I think that's where the, the American people need to sit down and understand that it's like, look, you know, mm-hmm. we collectively have to start pushing back against these giant omnibus bills because there's no reason why some of the stuff that, you know, both parties want to pass mm-hmm. should be held hostage. These are things, you know, there are things in these bills that Republicans want, but because of all the other shit that's included, they're never going to support. Okay, well, then, like I said, fucking get the stuff done that you know you can get done. Mm-hmm. And then let's have some serious, let's have some serious negotiations on, you know, some of the other stuff. It's like, yeah. I, you know, like, for example, the green energy infrastructure. It's like, look, Republicans, I get it. You you got that big dick oil money that you're sucking real hard. Yeah. But at the same time, too, you know, this is one of those things where the Democrats are fucking this up and the Republicans are fucking this up. The Democrats need to be going, okay, big oil will give you a break if you if you decide that you want to become big energy instead of big well, oil. Which they do. Know, it, it, then all of these tax incentives are going to become you know a priority for you. But right. they don't want to do that, and instead they just want to sit there and, and keep the status quo and then complain that they aren't addressing climate change. It's like, but there's more than one way to do this. You're just picking the wrong way to do this and then complaining that nobody wants to do anything. And it's like this, this idea of my way or the highway, it's like, you, you have to yeah. understand that there's a way to get to the, to the answer. And sometimes you're doing the math wrong. I think we're all getting to the answer. I think Republicans are thinking about contributors from 20 years ago. Right now, every other commercial you see is for an electric vehicle. Every manufacturer is turning to uh, electric. So, Mm -hmm. of course, the big energy is going to also switch to electric. They're they're just mad that they didn't get a jump on it like everybody else. Everybody else started green technology. They fought it. They held all of these patents hostage so nobody could do anything. And now they're like, Oh, we're behind in the race, you know, well, but they'll catch up and, and Republicans have to understand that their contributors are, are going to move to this green technology. They should be fans of. Well, and that's and absolutely. And, and the way that Republicans need to do this is, is they need to sit down and go, okay, yeah, we recognize that big oil isn't going to get the same kind of incentives that they always have, but we can still figure out the incentives. Green, green energy investment has been incentivized, mm-hmm. you know, left and right. And they're not willing to do that incentivize uh, plan or program for big oil uh, as it stands. And it's like, look, there's a way to do it. And it's very simple. You just don't want to address it because you want to yeah. sit there and continue to, uh, you know, play the part of the victim. It's like, great. Mm-hmm. If you keep doing what you're doing, don't be surprised that you're going to keep getting what you're getting. Like, this what? isn't really fucking hard to understand. What we're going to get is if if Shell holds 50 patents for green technology, we're going to see uh, 50 offshoots. People are going to, it's going to invest. They're going to make smaller companies to, to innovate that technology they have. That company is going to grow and the oil version is going to shrink. And so Shell oil will become Shell Technologies instead. Mm-hmm. And, and you can't just 
why would you halt that growth? It's good. It's a market that we can corner if we can just get there before it's, everybody else. Or or figure out how to get them caught up. And that's the mm-hmm. issue is, is that, you know, we all know what the fucking math is. You know, the reality is, is that when you incentivize, a.k.a. reduce the taxes on the level of research and development and investment in these technologies... Right. They're going to spend more money on these technologies. And in fact, they're going to shovel all the money that they can over to them while it's, you know, available to them to do. Otherwise they'll lose it in the oil. They can stay oil and lose money every year, or they can invest it in another company that grows and shrink the loss. They can keep taking a loss as an oil company while making a profit as a technology agency, and they won't get hammered by any taxes or regulations or anything, you know? Exactly. I mean, you, you have, when you have the losses, it's not, you're not getting taxed on it. Right. And if you have the incentives on the green energy side, you're not getting taxed on it. Right. So like, this is pretty simple. And, and unfortunately, neither party, neither party seems to be willing to address this. And oh. and that's, yeah. and that's the problem is, is that it literally it would just take one sane voice to be like, Hey, this is how we solve this problem. Let's get the work done on it. That's the problem is Exxon right now is working with GM and Ford and Ford and Exxon are having conversations about how to do all this, but politics isn't involved in the conversation for some reason, because we're on the edges going, no gas, no green, no gas. There's a middle ground and it's called the evolution too. (laughs) You You can't complain that you're not on level five yet when you didn't do level one, two, and three. You exactly. Know? And that's, and that's, and that's exactly the point is, is that they're, they're just trying to skip to the conclusion mm-hmm. and, and like government does is if you immediately put all these bans on place on oil and gas, not only are you going to tank the economy, but you're not going to get the investment in green energy like you're hoping. Yeah. And then all the other parties got to do is undo your bullshit and it's back to oil. It and doesn't going to be sense. held hostage by Saudi Arabia. Because they have the oil that we need. So if we eliminate oil production here to go green, we still in the, in the interim need gas and oil. And so like Germany is held hostage by Russia with natural gas in the winter, we will be held hostage and our gas prices will go up and there's no strategic reserve in the world that has enough gas to get us through more than two months of that. No. And that's, and unfortunately nobody wants to seem to wake up and recognize that. Mm. Meanwhile, you know, all of these technologies either exist or are on the verge of existing. Uh, I was looking at, uh, I was reading up on, you know, one of the biggest issues that people seem to have with electric vehicles right now is the range. Well, there's a company out there that's been modding Teslas with new batteries and they're going 750 miles. I mean, (laughs) I can't get that far on a fucking tank of gas. Question is how quickly does it charge? You know, that's a great question. And as battery battery technology improves, that's going to be fine. That same battery technology can exist in your home. Mm-hmm. And voila, you know, like you don't have these power outage issues because you essentially end up building microgrids. Right. And these are the same people that bought a record player, an eight track, a cassette tape player, um, CDs, digital, and then went back to record. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. It's like, come on, people, you have gone through, you've paid for the advancements that we've made. You know, it's people buying cars that c- creates the uh, the profit to create innovation in cars. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's so you're always paying for the last month's model, but we need to right. get somewhere to have progress and i 
I and, want and, energy efficient. I don't think anybody should be beholding to any foreign country because they have something we don't when we could have something like we could be using what we have. You know what I mean? There's, you know, you got millions of actual cars out there on the road and there's a few companies that are working on, you know, conversion solutions to yeah. take what you have and then turn it into an electric vehicle. And I think that's yeah. fantastic because, you know, I, I like driving my car. I love it. It's aging, you know, mm -hmm. engines wearing down. It's a thing that I have to think about, but you know, if I have fewer moving parts, I have fewer expenses. Right. And I just want the day when, uh, when autonomous cars are safe enough for me to get, that's also a scary thing because I can't afford a car and insurance. <laughs> I don't know what they would charge a blind guy insurance wise to have an autonomous car drive them around, but geez, I want that day. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> right. I, I think we all do. I mean, yeah. especially for people who are having to commute, you know, hours on end in order to get to their job, right. it'd be great to, it'd be great for them to be able to, you know, sleep or whatever, mm. enjoy themselves, you know, a yep. little bit, but you know, it's unfortunately in, until you incentivize some of this stuff, it's not going to change. Right. That's a shame. We are pretty smart, Jeffrey. Well, <laughs> we're logical. It's logical. That's... It's common sense. Yeah. I was thinking about Ted Cruz, not to get too far, but I was like, he might be educated, but that dude is not smart. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, was, I made the joke to somebody after, you know, what, you know, when, tar, when, uh, Ted Cruz came, you know, once again, this is, a, he got, the, he got the, he got the right answer, but he did the math wrong. Yeah. And then yeah. of course, then he goes on Tucker Carlson, you know, begging and pleading and all this other stuff. And I'm like, I told, I made the joke to one of my friends. I'm like, yeah, I tried to upload a clip of that interview to, Pornhub, but Mrs. Cruz made me take it down because <laughs> because even Ted doesn't ride her dick that vigorously. <laughs> oh you know, man, Ted, what the the problem is is Tucker Carlson is built to be to be right of everybody. Like you're never you're never gonna satisfy Tucker Carlson by being right fringe. He's always gonna be more right than you. The dude is visiting. Belarus, like, you know, he's starting a movement of Republicans holding conferences in a fucking dictatorship. <laughs> like, he's always going to be right. And so at some point, you just have to go, you know what? Fuck you, Tucker. I'm going to starve you out of content just by not addressing you. You know, Republicans are the, they're feeding this monster called Fox News and they don't want to unfeed it for some reason. I don't know why. If you think CNN is biased, why wouldn't you, as a Republican, go to be the counterpoint on it, <laughs> you know, instead of going to Fox News where you have to suck dick to lose your Senate seat? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's wild to me. Like mm -hmm. that that whole segment of Fox uh, in general. And I just I don't understand how. Yeah. You know, uh, I, I wish I could understand how people could willingly go on to shows like that <clears throat> and argue with somebody who literally like pulls shit so far out of fucking right field that you're like, I don't even, I don't even know where you're getting this from because you know, you would, you, most people look at this kind of stuff and especially like in the intelligence community, they'd be like, oh yeah, this is typical so-and-so disinformation tactics mm -hmm. and um, it's probably where this information is coming from. 
Duncan Carlson's like straight up fucking making this shit up in his own fucking head. Uh-huh. And, and people are going, mm, yeah, that's right. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's always easier to go slightly further than the person did right before you. Without competition, you have nowhere to go. But it's easier to be to the right of Ted Cruz and call him a moderate. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. If you're Tucker Carlson, but you have you have no content, you can't raise controversy if you are left of Ted Cruz. You know, it's right. not it's not controversial. But well, problem- and that's that's the outrage politics. Is, is that, mm-hmm. you know t- what Tucker Carlson is? Is he's outrage politics? Yeah. He, his entire goal is just to work people up in a frenzy, and the reality is, is that he's not that far off from an Alex Jones. It's just That's that right. Alex Jones keeps getting banned from all of his platforms, whereas they Fox News gave Tucker Carlson a platform. Right. He's been whiteboarded. He can say whatever he wants. Yep. But he's not the issue. See what t- what I realized was like. Donald Trump won because of the electoral college and Ted Cruz doesn't have that. Like he can't rig his election and you can't gerrymander districts in a Senate race. And Ted Cruz is like the one guy that suddenly realized his state is going purple. And the only thing keeping it red is these things, redistricting and gerrymandering and weird policies. But he knows when everybody votes, it's going to be blue. And he's going to lose and he has to go moderate. He has to say things like one six was a terrorist thing because I think it was. And he, so he's saying the right thing to get the moderates in his district, in his state. It doesn't mean he believes it. You know what I mean? It just means he's saying it. What you mean a Republican or a Democrat saying things that they don't necessarily believe to get the Uh votes. Right. That doesn't, that doesn't sound fucking par for the, I can't finish that. Yeah, it does. Republican consultants are telling, um, um, people that want to win elections at local offices that it's a good primary thing to say that it was rigged, but you, you don't want to say that in a general election. You need to back off and be more moderate in a general election, which is what Ted Cruz was doing to keep his seat, to not lose the Senate and Tucker is arguing with him. He's kind of like saying, you know, he's calling him out on it. Ted Cruz is just trying to get to a center position to keep his party in together. And Tucker Carlson has no problem blowing that up. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no, there's no Ted Cruz coming in the wings. If Ted Cruz loses, it's going to be a Democrat that wins. It's not going to be a a more radical version of Ted Cruz in Texas. It's not going to be. And you know what? Hey, guess what? The, the, that's the way that they want to go. That's the way that they want to go. And, uh-huh. and this will be interesting to watch play out because uh, honestly, it's like Democrats don't really got a whole lot going for them one year in, and this has been a fucking mess. They really don't. It seems like they have to pull Joe Biden to address anything important. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you know, they just have to. They have to get a grumpy old man to say enough about the election rigging stuff, you know, and it's like, he's mad as when he has to do it. Cause all he wants to do is talk about build back better. He doesn't want to talk about anything else. He's blind to everything else. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. And, it's scary. Oh, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's scary. Number one, but number yeah. two, it's, you know, one of the other things that you have to think about is, is that by not addressing some of these things, all you're doing is allowing the Republicans to bury these points. And yeah, yeah. yeah. So far, everything's just getting buried. Uh huh. Because guess what? Um, rides to the polls, 
yeah, that's a racial issue, but it's also a disability issue, right? Like mm-hmm. um, mail-in ballot, absentee ballot, definitely a disability issue, right? Um, removing polling locations and um, drop boxes and drive through guess who that helps? Disabled people. And so what I'm saying is you're saying we have to protect the vote. I'm saying I've already lost my vote and you're not doing anything to get it back and you're not protecting other people's vote as well. 45 million black people are being restricted from voting, but 49 million disabled people already have been, you know? And nobody notices, nobody's saying it. Nobody's going to court saying you've restricted their reasonable accommodations, nothing like that. It's all racial, it's all civil rights, and it's starting to annoy me. But it feels like I'm I'm in opposition to black leadership and I don't like that. You know, I want to be in solidarity. I want the intersectionality. I want to work with them. But it seems like it's either us or them, and I hate that. Well, and that's and that's where all of this has come through is uh, it's either mm-hmm. us or them. It's just that you know, when you allow when you allow politics to split you into them and them and them and them and them and them and them, and them when you, you know, do it for them, yes, exactly, and and that's and that's really the issue. It's like drop boxes are convenient. That's and and here's the thing: is mm-hmm. it's not even it's not even uh it's not even just a disability issue. You think about how many right, people exactly. are working multiple jobs. And literally don't have the time or the money mm-hmm. to go stand in line at the polls in order to right. get their vote counted. Or they don't workers. have access. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor people that have two, three jobs, which are also Republican, by the way. Some of the right. poorest people in our country are Republican. <laughs> yep. And so, you know, all of these policies that they're doing in order to res- uh, to restrict voting rights they think that it's going to just restrict, you know, people from voting blue, but it's also going to really hurt people who vote red. And that's just, you know what, I'll I'll let them do that math on their own and figure that out. Mm -hmm. It's not, I don't like it. And they seem to be hell bent on passing all these laws to ensure that, you know, their, their constituents can't vote. And the reality is, is that, you know, stop trying to restrict people from voting and come up with better fucking policy. This is not hard. That's right. They have no policy, right? You know, when you look at, when you look at the issues at hand, there's some very winnable, very easy issues for Republicans to come across. For example, the way that money is spent in this country is fucking insane. Mm -hmm. And you know, unfortunately the Piper is going to come for us one day. They're going to want their fucking check and it's not going to be there and it's going to be a huge problem. And yet when they get into office, they keep running up the fucking tab and blame the Democrats. It's like, motherfucker, you didn't, you did not do anything to shrink this. Right. You did not get rid of the debt. You made it worse and then kicked it down the road and said, Oh, well the Democrats no motherfucker. Fuck you. You did this. Yeah, the tax increases from that bill that the Republicans did with Trump are coming due this year, you know, mm-hmm. and that's what people aren't understanding. We all got tax breaks, but those were only very limited. And then the highest tier ended. <laughs> so good luck with that. I don't know. I don't. Um, It seems like there was plenty of money on the money tree for the rich. But when it came time to invest in the safety net, that is social you know the social safety net of america the money tree just it ran out it was it was just too dry to help us uh-huh don't donate to politicians like 
there's no way you're not going to get a phone call. You're not going to get a text. You're not going to get a selfie. You're not going to get a shirt. You know, you're not going to get anything that you wanted because a corporation is going to come in and offer way more and you're, you're going to be lost. You're just throwing your money away. Republican, Democrat. I always say, if you want to see how loyal Trump is to you, stop giving him money, you know, mm -hmm. and then see how he acts right? Because people just give him money and he's loyal to him because he wants the money, but the grift will end when he realizes the money does, you know? Oh yeah. And, and that's, that's the, that's the same story. with Elizabeth Warren. That's same with Joe Manchin. You keep give, donating to these people. It's murky, you know? And I knew there was a poison pill in the freedom to vote act when it said, we're going to eliminate dark money and foreign money. We're going to have audits at the beginning of a campaign cycle. And at the end, that's when I instantly knew Republicans wouldn't go for that bill. And oh, absolutely. Have. Absolutely. You know, everybody like that's, that's one of the things that people need to understand is, is that whether or not you get to vote, they don't give a shit about it. it's how they, how they get to continue living their political lifestyle. Right. Because everything is a fucking campaign event to them. They don't get paid shit in Congress. They have to divest themselves of their businesses. So how do they keep up earning and keep up living their lifestyle? Everything becomes a campaign event. Yeah, so that way you also. can. Yep, exactly. Everything becomes a campaign event. Everything becomes, you know, a constant stream of money to mm -hmm. them in a different way. I'm sorry, but you going to talk to a bunch of people just so that way you can have fancy dinners is not a fucking campaign event. Right. Especially when you're not up for fucking election, you know, it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe there's some campaign, you know, reform laws that need to be put in place and that, mm -hmm. you know, it, that campaign finance money can only be spent six months prior to the election. Ooh, for this. Could you imagine that? Especially like for, you know, the reps and the senators. Oh yeah. God. Could you imagine how fucking freaked out they would be if they realized <laughs> they couldn't fucking tap into that money and until six months yeah. before, and then you actually have to go out and you have to actually work your ass off in order to get elected mm. or be consistent so that people know what kind of representative you are. I mean, that's the real thing. Ron DeSantis, people loved him and now he's a piece of shit. You know, like people hate him in Florida and he's been consistently Ron DeSantis, but the times have changed and he hasn't, you know what I mean? Right. He got COVID and was putting pictures out from two weeks before saying he was at events like a ribbon cutting ceremony. And then people found that the picture was two weeks old, but he said he was there yesterday. <laughs> oh no. Say it isn't so Republican yeah. lying. Oh, Republican god. lying. Oh my God. Yeah. At this point, I, at this point it's, it's a politician lying. I don't give a mm -hmm. shit anymore. It's but like, what did we always say? They shouldn't be able to invest in stocks and trade stocks. They should go blind, right? Mm -hmm. Because of because of the inside information. And what did Nancy Pelosi say to AOC about that? No, we deserve it. Yeah, a Democrat, the leader, the most liberal person in the party says no. We should we should be allowed to um, inside trade. And forty percent of Congress does it with no fines at all. It's a two hundred dollar fine if you once if you fail to go to the ethics board. Like oh, if they call you in, you know what I mean? A $240 fine. Oh. Nobody wants to reform that stuff so that they can't make money in stocks off of the information that they have. I mean, how many invested in medical right before the pandemic because they knew it was coming when we didn't, you know? Divested from certain things, yeah. Yeah, bleach, toilet paper. That's the things these people made their money on in the pandemic. 
that's crazy to me. And they knew it was coming so they could do it. You know, oh, yeah. or do you think Trump hyped hydrochloroquine? It wasn't because he thought it was a cure. It's because he invested in the company that made it, you know, same mm. thing with Goya beans, by the way. <laughs> that was, a, that was an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. So here's a, here, I want to go on to something. Cause I want to talk about something. So what's his name? Novak. The Djokovic, have you followed any of this? The Australian tennis star is, wait, he's not Australian. He wants to play in the he's Australian Serbian. Open. He's Serbian. But they, he, he asked for an exemption. They said no. He filed for the exemption. Some The tennis committee let him come in, but Australia was like, uh, we said no. <laughs> so they put him in like a roach motel to wait for his hearing. <laughs> So and then, yeah, that's, this is one of those things where it's like, I don't know what to tell people when it comes to this kind of shit, you know, I love it. Every, every government has their rules mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, tennis thought that they were going to, you know, you know, break Australia's rules. Right. We can, we can have the discussion about what Australia, Australia's rules are like, but that's, that's an entirely different discussion. That's right. But if these, you go to a country, you agree to their rules. <laughs> Yeah, but but these organizations that are trying to run roughshod over these rules, it's like, mm-hmm. man, you guys are really not that bright, are you? Right. They told him in November, no, having COVID in the last, last six months is not good reason to not be vaccinated. You right. know? And he says, well, I train different. I, I eat different. I work out different. I'm, I'm different than other people. I should have an exemption. And Tennis was like, yeah, he should. <laughs> I love that Australia Meanwhile, was like, no, no. If if all of our people are in lockdown, no. <laughs> but that's and that and, and that's, but it's it's typical though, is that you know everybody thinks they're fucking special. No, you're yeah. not. It's like it don't matter how hard you fucking train. You know, you caught COVID once. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe it didn't do a whole lot to you. Maybe it did. Maybe you you know you're not vaccinated. There is nothing to say that, you know, the next time you catch COVID won't be the last time that you catch COVID. Or you you know? don't catch it in Australia. You know what I mean? And pass right. it around there. You know, and that's really what it boils down to is, is that, yeah, sure. You know, you had COVID. Great. That's that's a lovely. That's lovely that you had it and you survived. Mm-hmm. But as they're finding out, people who literally got Delta in November got Omicron in December. Yeah. Guy died of having COVID twice. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, um, I want to say in Cyprus, uh, I was just reading about this. Oh my God! Yeah. They were finding they were finding people having co-infections of Delta and Omicron. That's what I was talking about originally. The combination of the two. And it wasn't a co- it was a co-infection. So it's like wow, that's it wasn't so that's, one virus. It was two. They had both of them. Wow. So that in and of itself is very interesting. Yeah. The fact that you can have a co-infection, which is very concerning. Yeah, it is because, because that means that that means that most likely, you know, what they're, what I have seen, and it'll be interesting to see how well this actually plays out is that people who got Delta could get Omicron, but people who got Omicron seem to have more antibodies that could protect against Delta. Wow. But this would mean that this person literally was literally had two different people, one infected with Delta, one infected with Omicron. Mm Mm-hmm in their in their sphere and managed to get that co-infection that in and of itself is terrifying because who knows what the hell that's gonna look like i wonder if one won out eventually if we caught him right at the beginning and then like delta just killed omicron or the other way around 
I don't know. I mean, what you see typically, though, is in terms of in terms of any type of uh, evolution of any living thing, especially viruses, mm. is is that one will always win out, and there might be some remnants left over. But the reality is, is, is that most of the time, you end up developing strong enough antibodies to deal with the infection from another virus and that's and that's why it's the evolution it's the it's the variants that come after that you know you're always trying to fight Mm -hmm. reactively but i always thought it would be a fresh snowstorm i didn't realize that it would be snow on top of ice delta ice and omicron being the snowstorm you know like that the stuff could pile up and we could actually get infected by multiple versions of this means that herd immunity is never going to work well, and then and then you have what um, this is another one that I've seen going around is what they're calling fluoronavirus, and it's oh ba- it's co it's co infections people right. getting the flu, but also getting coronavirus at the same time. That's and possible. That's, and it, it's happening, and that's and that's a hell of a thing, you right. know. Your body's only got so much, and so if you're overwhelmed with one disease and you happen to catch another and have a co-infection, mm-hmm. that's not a great day. Uh, that is something that's actually going to lend to your uh, uh, either struggle to recover or your uh, ultimate convalescence. Yeah. It was my thought that it, it, we were talking about hospitalizations of the unvaccinated, and I was imagining that that was people unvaccinated dealing with Delta while Omicron was sweeping across the country, making people sick, but not sending them to the hospital. And I thought when people were saying hospitalizations are up, I never thought that was from Omicron. I assumed that was from Delta remnants and the unvaccinated. And so I keep thinking to myself, these people are complaining about the restrictions of a pandemic while continuing a pandemic. And at some point I just want to say, fuck you, you know, like I'm so tired no, of I get it. it. And that's, and I, and I get it. And I want to say it too. And, and here's the reality is, is that when it comes down to, you know, the restrictions that are being put in place right now, you know, hospitalizations are up everywhere. And, you know, mm-hmm. this kind of goes back to the conversation that we had with Dan before, before break. And that is, is that, yeah, you know, fewer people are getting hospitalized on average, you know, on the, on the infection average right. per infection, than Delta per, per virus, Whatever. but yeah. the number of people getting the virus is skyrocketing. So, you know, one of Dan's concerns was, is that, yeah, it may be less lethal, mm-hmm. but if it's still hospitalizing people and now you have this thing that is infecting people at a tenfold increase or a hundredfold increase, yeah, that's a bad day because you're off, you're not, you're, you're not seeing fewer hospitalizations. You're seeing more hospitalizations. It's just that the average has shifted. And so, right. The percentages increase exponentially with the infections. The, the percentage, the, the percentage has decreased, but with the number of cases, you're, you have a much larger number to pull mm-hmm. from in order to get. And so yes, hospitalizations right. and deaths are going to increase. Yeah. It's, I mean, and, and that's, and this is where, you know, a lot of people call it the good news, bad news, the good news. Yeah, sure. It's, it looks to be less severe and less lethal. 
But the bad news is, is that when you have a ton of people getting it, yeah. that, that reduction in severity, yeah, that reduction in severity gets completely offset. Right. During Delta, it hit like the West Coast, then the Northeast, then you guys, then down here and then over there, then the Midwest. And it never stayed like consistent. So whereas Omicron was just like, right. <clears throat> but I mean, hospital staff could actually travel to these places that needed them because it wasn't always in their location too. Omicron is everywhere all at once. And it's amazing that hospitals won't pay their nurses and the nurses then quit and become a traveling nurse, which can get paid what they were asking for. It's so weird. And it's something I just started noticing is that nurses are quitting their jobs to become traveling nurses, to make the money that they wanted to stay at their position. That's so, so fucked up to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hey, you know, people are going to figure out how to get paid, what they're worth, especially, uh -huh. especially in high stress environments. That's right. That's right. You know, and if a hospital is going to have a problem with them, well, guess what? They're going to go to a different hospital and leave you short staffed. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, trying to tell people is like, look, don't play games with this. You know, right? if, if there is a bed open for you, it's going to be a big, if then my hope is, is that there's enough staff to provide you the level of care that you need, because mm -hmm. that's not necessarily going to be the case. <laughs> yeah. And they're not going to be happy staff. <laughs> you know what i mean it's not well, like they're happy to see you staff when they're sticking well, a tube down your throat well yeah they're not coming to visit you with that fucking long tube because it's the best day of your life right and they're going to make sure it isn't the easiest way i'm just saying well and they're and, and i mean their goal is to make sure it's not the last day of your life uh -huh. and even then you know when they're dealing with multiple people that are in that same fucking boat yeah Sorry, dude. Like you ain't getting the, you ain't getting the, the kisses on the forehead and the, and the cuddling. It's no. going to be, you know, we're ramming this down your throat and, uh, hope you like it. You know, and I was going to have a guest on who <laughs> contracted COVID over the holiday season and Sherry is immune compromised. And so she couldn't get it. She couldn't get vaccinated. And right. when she went to the hospital, when she was finally so sick she had to go to the hospital they pushed her to the side they asked if she was vaccinated she said no and that was it she couldn't even explain they pushed her to the side and i might have her on next week it was just we were coming back from break and i thought right. we would be just free flowing more but this is a situation i wanted people to understand there isn't there's less compassion there and it, it's okay. just because it's rationing compassion it isn't because it isn't because they don't want to it's because they just don't have the time to give it to you you know Public Access America. It's always funny because, like, especially because as you know, libertarians, we get a ton of shit, even amongst other libertarians. I think political philosophy is a lot like religion, and where there's moments you have to go on faith and trust what somebody else is saying. The main, the main focus is it's like less dependence on the government because, well, we've seen how that's gone, and you don't have to do that if you think about it in a human way. You know, more dependence on connections with each other. You can always bring it back to what would one human do for another? What would a hundred do for a hundred? People looking out for people. Find Public Access America anywhere you find your favorite podcast every Sunday and Thursday. And join the chat on YouTube at Public Access America every Sunday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Communities looking out for community. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making. In the making. In the making.
it's well it's rationing care is what it is and, and the reality is is that you know for them what they've what they're doing is they're picking the people that they believe have the best odds to survive uh-huh, and those odds and those odds are people who are vaccinated are more likely to survive this is something that we've talked about is is that not enough know, though no this is something that we've talked about is is that you know when it came down to vaccines the idea was is that people who could get vaccinated got vaccinated for the people mm-hmm. who couldn't get vaccinated that's right but also too there is not a good a good system in place for people who medically cannot get vaccinated and right. have that be identified and that's a problem i honestly think that's a disability issue yeah i'm trapped in my house because macular degeneration means your immune system thought there was something foreign in your eye but it also means that my immune system can attack any part of my body more like ms and mm-hmm. that happens when my immune system is kicked into gear right i don't know where the the antibodies are going to go and so i don't want to get covid because i don't want to kick the antibodies up and in fact i probably shouldn't have gotten vaccinated but it was a risk i took personally but i lied to get it like they asked and i told them no you know because i I just wanted to get the vaccine and i risked it but i can't Mm -hmm. keep risking infection like that you know well, and that's and 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 for people who have severe uh, reactions to vaccines, uh-huh. like I've got, we've got a few friends that, like any vaccine, any vaccine will kill them. They they literally can't take anything. Is there? That's how right. far. That's how far down the list they are. And the reality is, is that you know those people shouldn't be treated the way that they're being treated in comparison to people who just refuse to get vaccinated. That's right. Like, and 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 that in and of itself is a problem look mm-hmm. you want to go for a religious exemption fine go see your priest about how do you get yourself set right for the afterlife and right, maybe right. they'll have a prayer for you that hopefully works to get you through coronavirus mm-hmm. but for people who cannot get vaccinated they still need medical care yeah. and they still need to be treated as well as possible we don't need to triage them out in fact they're the ones that it's our medical system is meant to help them in particular right. Yeah, so, that's the safe shelter, you so know, for them. That's that's one of those things where it's like when it comes down to actual medical exemptions, I think that there needs to be a better system in place to help people get help, help yeah. people who really need a medical exemption that's get right. their medical exemptions. The whole reason behind vaccines was specifically meant to protect those people. And when you have policies in place, and especially in a pandemic, that triage those people out of care yep because they're getting treated as people who just refuse to get the vaccine that's a problem a real problem that is that's going to get people killed and in a major Mm. way i really think that it is an a disability discrimination yeah it's like i don't give a shit like if you could if you go to your priest to get uh, an exemption for a vaccine I'm sorry, but this is a hospital. Our priest is down the hall and they're usually only there for people who are dealing with death. That's right. But for, but for hospitals, it's like, look, you know, I get it. You know, you're going to have to pick the people who have the best chance of survival. Yeah. But at the same time, people need to realize that what that means is that some of their friends aren't going to get picked at least the way things are now. And that really fucking sucks. People say the shot nearly killed me, right? Like it, the, I had such bad symptoms. That's just a little bit. 
That's not even the active virus. So if you thought you reacted really negatively but survived the the vaccine, that's nothing compared to the actual virus, you know? And also these people with issues, immune compromised and such, we need these medical facilities for our everyday lives, right? Like we need to go in there for liver treatments and kidney treatments and, you know, lung treatments. And we can't get in there because you're filling the bed, your kids, your kids are filling the beds with little tiny ventilators, keeping them alive because you don't want to get vaccinated, you know, and it's, it's affecting us negatively. And what I always say is like, you don't have to get vaccinated, do what you want, but be a man about the, or woman about the compromise, about the, about what happens because of it, right? The consequences. If you're not going to get vaccinated, then live by the consequences, but it's turning out that the consequences are affecting people like me. Well, because I was, I was just uh, reading, uh, uh, let's hear, I want to say it was in Colorado where a guy who, who, you know, quite literally just needed dialysis, mm-hmm. couldn't find a place to get dialysis done and then got sick and then, you know, couldn't get an ER bed or anything right. and ultimately ends up passing away because something that is routine and treatable couldn't be treated because they don't have the space. They don't have the room. They don't have right. the personnel. Right. So that's kind of like to, murder. That's, you know, you know, you've got, and you've got, you've got multiple hospital systems going back to, you know, the worst of the pandemic model where they've mm-hmm. put off quote unquote, non-emergency surgeries. Yes. So cancer treatments, sorry. And you got to imagine places in Missouri or Wyoming that have no hospital system for hundreds of miles. Like outside of Tulsa, there isn't a hospital system. You know what I mean? There's a shack, there's a doctor and you know, you've known him your whole life. He gave birth to you. <laughs> yeah. You got, you got a, essentially it looks like, you know, the old West, you got like a yeah. little house there and it turns out that they got like a delivery room in the back. That's, that's the truth. That's what it looks. Yep. That's what medical care, medical care looks like in rural Missouri, you know, and that guy caught COVID. <laughs> yeah you know it's like I, I know i know what that looks like you know growing up in rural montana it's like you know you've got a quote-unquote hospital and it's literally mm-hmm. like one one lpn and that's it that's it that's where the phrase rub some dirt on it came from right yeah so it's 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 really unfortunate that yeah. this is we're, we're back to this again mm-hmm. and we'll see where this goes you know my hope is is that you know, this is one of those, it's like pouring gas, you know, it burns up really fucking fast, but then it dies down really fucking fast. That would be nice. And I think that is exactly what will happen. But at the same time too, these numbers are going to get a lot fucking higher and it's not going to be pretty. And if Omicron leaves and Delta is still here, then that becomes the dominant again. That's all. It's not like we're going to go virus free for a little while there, no. there's always going to be overlap in the fucking snowstorm that is virus yeah there's always going to be there's always going to be people contracting the virus that's, mm-hmm. that's unfortunately that's the reality that people need to face yeah you know at some point you're going to contract the virus i'm not saying go out and have a fucking covid party that's dumb as fuck right i'm saying get vaccinated take precautions do what you got to do and then when you ultimately get the virus Right. You should be in a much better position because you've taken enough precautions against the virus. Yeah. Personally. 
doesn't matter if Donald Trump knows or knows not that you took it. He took it. Now talk about talk about a fucking weird set of scenarios there where Trump, you know, goes on to talk about how <laughs> yes. the vaccines were good. And literally you got people wanting to fucking remove him. I'm like, Yeah. But that was, you know, that we, was like weeks ago, wasn't it? Right. Like it was like right, he, yeah, right he, after he found right himself after left. left of a base willing to die for him. <laughs> <laughs> right but that's the thing is you and i talked about it trump needed to take credit for it because uh-huh. you know his administration cut the red tape that led to the vaccines yeah and and he got it he got it right when he said it's like people that are dying are the people that are unvaccinated that's right that's right it's like, dude you know this is like i hate to give credit you know but you got to give credit where it's due his administration cut the tape necessary in order to get us to the position that we're in. Yeah. And I I thank him for that. And I thank him for sitting out and saying something about it. You know what I mean? Right. That means a lot to me. And, 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 and my hope is, is that there are people that, you know, might've questioned it, who then decided, okay, you know what? This is dumb. It's time to go get my shots. Right. This isn't the first vaccine to ever come around in history. So, I mean, I understand being skeptical of new things, but right. vaccines are as old as history. You know, the Egyptians were using them. Like, yeah. I mean, Washington uh, used virulation in order to right. get people ready for smallpox. And, and that virulation killed 2% of the people that were virulated. That's you right. know, and that's the thing is, is that, you know, there was a help. I had a healthy dose of skepticism when the vaccines first came out because, yeah. you know, it's a, it was, you know, it was a newer technology that we were mm-hmm. using to vaccinate people for the first time. But, you know, we didn't see some, we didn't see any sort of mass die off. Oh, no. Two, two and, and in all people. honesty, yeah, and in all honesty, what you're seeing, you know, in terms of the side effects of the, vi- uh, of the vaccine, pretty much on fucking par with, any other vaccine that's out there it's a calculated risk for anybody period end of story mm-hmm. but when you're when you're when your risk factor looks like you know you have a one one millionth uh a one in one point one uh yeah. yeah one in one point one million chance of having an adverse reaction mm-hmm. versus a you know well being a super spreader? one in five, <laughs> you know, like a one in one in five, one in ten chance uh, of ending up, you know, having some some severe mm-hmm. issues and having long haulers. Yeah, uh, as well I mean, as giving it to at least uh, someone, you know, right? That's what sucks. Vaccinated people tend to give it to other people less, you know. Yep. So I don't, you know, I was going to wrap up on something that's irritating me, but oh shit. Thank you for listening to Public Access America. My name's Jason. Come back next Thursday because I had a couple things that I was going to talk about before I realized that we are at the 59-minute mark. So he's Jeffrey. I'm Jason. Check us out every Sunday on YouTube. Our live stream is noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. To those who would tear the world down, we will defeat you. This is our moment. This is our time. To those who seek peace and security, we support you. Yes, we can. And to all those who have wondered if America's beacon still burns as bright tonight we prove once more that the true strength of our nation comes not from the might of our arms or the scale of our wealth but from the enduring power of our ideals democracy liberty opportunity and unyielding hope let me tell you something you already know the world ain't all sunshine and rainbow it's a very mean and nasty place
place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit as hard as life. Ask not. Yes, we can. What your country can do for you. I have a dream. Ask what you can do for your country. My poor little children. Yes, we can. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. In this lifetime, you don't have to prove nothing to nobody except yourself. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit. And keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Welcome, welcome to public, to public access, access America. America. Yes, we can. Sunday live streams Sunday on live YouTube. Streams. I wanted to run out of that tunnel for my dad. On Twitter, on Twitter, Twitter. Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Stitcher, Smart Radio, Radio Public, and Spotify. Yes, we can. Public Access America. History in the making. Making history in the making.